Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We are fired up because we just realized, I don't know, just a few minutes ago that Formula One's coming to Austin in less than 30 days. Yeah, buddy. Hey, and they're already building the city. I was out there, and uh, they are building up all the stages, all the uh, suites, and everything is getting in place. All right. That's right. You were out there Friday, Mr. Kaiser. Yes, sir. Well, hey, this is John Massengill. I'm sitting here with Les Kaiser, and I think we have Mr. Jonathan Green on the telephone or on Skype. Mr. Green, how's it going, man? Hello! Austin, Texas, Colorado, Colin. I love to watch the producer when you come on. He his, <laughs> his arm twitches so hard to turn the volume down to to keep everybody's speakers from blowing. It's but fantastic. the funny thing is he's learned to anticipate it. So you know, <laughs> Ace is there. Listen, I, I, I've told Fox, I've told Star TV, I've told BT Sport, I've told Sky Sports. I'm cheap. I don't use a mic. <laughs> you don't need amplification. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Mr. Green, we have Formula One in our in our hometown in less than thirty days. Man, how awesome is that? You know, John, it's far more exciting than that. It's the American-owned Formula One coming <laughs> to town. Thank you for that nice segue into tonight's topics, Mr. Green, because that is what we're going to talk a lot about Liberty Media tonight. We've been uh, perusing the interwebs, looking for different stories, and there's brand new stories that have been come out in the last couple of days. Uh, there's lots of interesting theories on what Liberty Media should and shouldn't be doing, what they should change, what they shouldn't. We're going to talk all about that. We're going to talk a little bit about the silly season in Formula One, too, because uh, there's been some discussion about Haas F1 and maybe a little bit on the other drivers. And we had a little MotoGP action today as well with Mr. Yeah, yeah. Marquez and, and gang. Hey, that was a great run. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? That, absolutely. I, I was sitting there watching at one point, and I got up to get a drink and came back, and I was, was maybe, all different. <laughs> maybe 15 seconds, right? And Marquez went from first to fifth, and I was like, what happened? Where, where was well, I? I think he said the same. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to talk all about that. And the other thing that we haven't t- said yet, we are giving away Formula One tickets to Circuit of the Americas on for the 2016 Formula One United States Grand Prix. Yeah. So you just got to listen to win tonight. We're going to tell you how to win those tickets here shortly. And can I just add, it's going to be the greatest Formula One race we've had. The championship will be on the line. Taylor Swift, the biggest artist in America, if not the world, is going to be there. And so a Speed City live. <laughs> and uh, some uh, the advertisements for it kept saying the Formula One and the weekend. And I was like, oh, this is great. This, they're talking about the whole weekend yep. of activities. And my teenager said, a band, the teenager said, no, teaser. the weekend is a band. I went, oh, OK, great. Great. That, that's great. I, I've at least heard of Taylor Swift. I don't know who the weekend is. I'll have to admit I'm outside their demographic. But yes, it's going to be it's going to be a blast. We'll pull you up during the week, and you'll be ready for the weekend. <laughs> exactly. 
All right. So let's uh, let's jump in on the Liberty Media side. Um, Jonathan, I'm going to throw this one at you, my friend. Uh, I hope you're prepared. Uh, if you were the new chairman of Formula One, Chase Carey, what's uh, what's on the top of your to-do list? What are the top few items there? Wow. What a, what an opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's already addressed a couple of them brilliantly, which is he's appeared immediately in Singapore. This is a media guy, and I'm, that's why I'm excited. I've been in the, in the broadcast media for 25 years in motorsport uh, and working for Formula One, working for networks and so on. So I'm excited to have a guy like this who has been right through every aspect, uh, and really has. I checked out his, his background, and, and though I don't know the man, uh, I'm excited to see he was in Singapore. I'm also excited to see that the first quote out of his mouth was, we don't want to Americanize. Formula One. We want to grow it. But I think America or the American style of business and exploitation or using everything at your disposal to grow a business, especially in the media, is right up his alley. And I think Formula One, it's been a criticism of mine and many other people involved in Formula One over the years, is that I think there could be more use of the image, the brand, the marketing, the uh, uh, merchandise uh, of, of Formula One. They've mentioned gambling. Yeah, it could be a part two. So, uh, you know, everything I've heard so far, uh, and, and I haven't even answered your question, but that's all, all what he said so far really excites me because that is the areas that we need to grow in Formula One. And I think it, it's ripe for that exploitation. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, somebody asked me, said, you know, I think they were joking. I hope they were. They said, does that mean they're going to make it like NASCAR? And believe it or not, I actually kind of defended. I said, you know, there's some things NASCAR does yeah, really well. Of Social do media, well. it's on TV. You know, but you don't have to buy a premium cable system or cable channel to get Formula One or to get NASCAR. You can see it a lot of times on a on a free to air system. I think that's a big plus. I think uh, you know whether you have to pay a premium to see it real time or the same day as the race or. You know, as we see some of the other series, you see it a day or two later. Uh, I'm okay with some deviation of that. Yeah. You, you know, one thing, Jonathan, I'm going to answer one of my own questions that I ask you to, to myself, and that is, um, you know, because people have asked me, they said, well, is Bernie gone? Is Bernie out? And no. no, Bernie's not out. And I hope he's not out right now because one of the first things I would do if I were Chase Carey is I would sit down with Bernie Ecclestone. I would say, <laughs> you know, get, get to know him and and. and you know, pick his brain, for lack of a better phrase. Well, there's a lot of tribal knowledge there that, uh, you know, we're not privy to not being of in course, the office yeah. with him. And, and I think it would be really important for Chase to learn that. Yeah. Well, and to be honest, that to me was, again, the biggest thing that I knew that we, I think I said on a, on a show a couple of weeks ago that we had that the, 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 the fact that Bernie is part of this deal ongoing and he's sticking around. If you remember when the news first came out, uh, Bernie was asked whether he was stepping down. That was how the news came out. And he said, no, I'm not stepping down. And everything seems to lead to him sticking around and working with the new... Uh, and by the way, they they haven't you know, bought it outright. They, they uh, become a controlling or at least a very influential part 
uh, Liberty Media, that is, of what Formula One is. So let's not be fooling. Formula One isn't going to suddenly change overnight into some completely different entity. Uh, Bernie Eccleston and everything that's in place, which is, by the way, made it so successful to date, let's not forget, uh, and all the deals that are in place, including, you know, the relationship that uh, uh, Cota and all the other events and so on, plus all the relationships with the teams and the manufacturers and the rules and the FIA are all in place. That's a There's a lot of moving parts there, and Bernie's been at the center of all of them. So that is essential to the future of Formula One that he sticks around. Now, he is getting on a bit, but, um, you know, we need that guy around for Formula One to survive. Well, to give you, you know, folks, if you haven't heard who Liberty Media is, you may not know the names that we've mentioned, but certainly you know of the Atlanta Braves Major League Baseball Club. You know about their awesome stadium. Uh, Sirius XM, if you listen to satellite radio, it's there that is. Their major part of Time Warner, the cable mm-hmm. system and news network, Time Inc., the magazine and its entire system. Uh, there, there's quite a few. Viacom is another one. You know, they they are heavy players, even though I will say the name is not one that unless you're around those businesses, you probably don't know who they are. Yeah. And a it's couple more, too. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah. And, and uh, in terms of percentages, that the percentages that they have a part of those ones you've mentioned aren't high. The biggest one for me is Live Nation. And that actually has a big resonation in terms of music and potential areas in which Formula One can can grow. I mean, I think it's great that, that Taylor Swift is here and the weekend are coming. But I think that kind of festival feel to an event like Formula One um, around the world uh, can be absolutely uh, grown with the uh, the addition of music, and they have a big stake. I think it's thirty four percent in big, in Live Nation, which, as you know, are the uh, are the investors in um, the amphitheater at Cota. So I think there's a good combination there. It seems that just uh, about ten miles from where you are, boys, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives, a lot of uh, synergy. There is. Here's the other thing that I see with Liberty, like it or not, and I know somebody's going to complain about it. We have raised our children to be high maintenance and entertained all the time. This company does it on so many different levels, and and certainly us adults, we like being entertained all the time. They've done it on so many levels in so many approaches or media outlets. This is, to me, fantastic. They know how to reach an audience. Yeah, you know what, guys? Obviously, Jonathan, like you said, the, the people at Circuit of the Americas probably uh, are paying very close attention to this, and vice versa. Liberty Media is yeah. going, let's see, Circuit of the Americas is the only American Formula One venue right now, and they also have one of the largest uh, Live Nation venues, because the Circuit of the Americas uh, 360 Amphitheater is the largest outdoor theater in Austin, and one of the largest concert, concert venues, if not the largest, so... That, uh, I guarantee you that's, uh, there, there's been plenty of thought go back and forth, if not discussions. Who knows? Multiple forms of entertainment right on that 1,200 acres. Yeah. So, it, obviously, this is, uh, this is a very interesting time for us here in Austin and, uh, and Formula One and, and, uh, and the way this could interact with Circuit of the Americas. It's going to be exciting to see. You know, one of the things that I was thinking about is, you know, this week is having things coming out. For one, accessible. Folks get exposed to it. Sunday's not always a good day to try to get a new audience because quite honestly it's pro sports on sunday it's collegiate on saturday monday night you're not going against monday night football yeah you know and and a few others but uh you know maybe and that's where i was kind of going with what if they showed f1 on tuesday night 
somewhere where you'd get together with your buddies like you would on Monday night for football and uh, get to see it. It's always it's to something me, a little, a little I like later, it. a little more accessible. I like it, but anytime it's not live, it's bothersome to me. Yeah. I don't know. I know that's. I mean, but it's just impossible when you're talking right. about a worldwide sport. That's well, that's one of the big challenges, of course. And it is, and I totally agree. I mean, I'd still be the one getting up at you know six o'clock this morning to watch. But, but, but think about uh, soccer too. Soccer's yeah. doing it. Soccer is doing it, and you know it's growing. They're saying that's one of the leading uh, competitor or the leading fan bases in the world. So uh, you know it's tough. It's it growing is tough. here, is my point. It's oh, absolutely. Here, in, it's big time now in the United States. Absolutely. I- and guys, a, a, a nation or a, a continent the size of North America, I mean, we've got Mexico online now. And I remember I was interviewed about uh, Las Vegas um, by NPR re, uh, a few months ago saying, was this the death knell for Cota? And I, abs- I said, absolutely not. Uh, bring on Vegas. Bring on Miami. Bring on, you know, whatever. We need more Formula One races. And as I got some ideas on that. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Well, we need more exposure for the sport in this country um and there's definitely time and room and and venues to be able to do it at and and great cities in america that would welcome something that brings so much interest and financial uh to a city so you know i I think that uh again i i I was reading adam cooper's article um about liberty and the ceo greg maffei uh, talking about vegas and miami being potential i i I actually i've got some thoughts on that i I don't agree with those two venues per se but i don't think it does any harm to cota because cota will remain the number one only fia grade one circuit in the united states uh no one's going to build one overnight and and I, i welcome somebody to do so but i still think that cota stands high and tall over so many circuits potentially that, that, that could be on the offer because it's such a, a great circuit and it's purpose built for formula one all right well we're going to continue this discussion after the break but i'm going to go ahead and start the process to give away formula one tickets we're going to do this on social media tonight we want you to hit us up on either facebook or twitter we're checking on both of those while we're on the air uh facebook is speed city broadcasting and twitter is Speedcaster. and what i want you to do is tweet at us and I want you to want you to tweet all the winners that have won at Circuit of the Americas in Formula One. All Ooh. right, all right, we're going to take a break. There's your homework, boys and girls, and we'll we'll pick a winner from the people who are tweeting and posting at us on Facebook. All right, we're going to take a break live from Austin, Texas. This is your Sunday night with Speed City. Back after these messages. I got no kick against the West Coast. Warner Brothers are such good hosts. The racetrack, it's where legends are born, where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Admit it. You've sat there on the couch and thought to yourself that you would be a better race car driver than that guy. Just as the Speed City guys say, it's time to get off the couch and get it in gear. Mustang 4 Challenge is here to make that happen. Get in our race cars and learn how to race. We take you from the couch to the checkered flag, whether for one race or for the entire season. See for yourself at Mustang4Challenge.com. 
Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dan Easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MB Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at MotoAustin.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, I'm Mike Brewer from Wheeler Dealers on Velocity Channel, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, live in Austin, Texas, talking Formula One. We're going to continue the Formula One discussion. We're still talking a little about the Liberty Media purchase, and um, we're going to talk a little bit about Haas F1, too, about the silly season. You know, some, Jonathan brought up a good point. Where else? Somebody brought up Las Vegas to him. Yeah. So I, I want to continue on that thought. Sure. Jonathan, what did you say about Las Vegas and Formula One? <laughs> um, I, my thought was th- those are two uh, – well, Vegas and Miami were, were brought up, and Vegas keeps coming up. And I know that Bernie Eccleston has been looking at Vegas as a potential um, venue. Uh, but th- we're talking street races here. And, um, I, you know, much as I love street races, and I think Singapore and Monaco are brilliant, um, I, you know, I, I don't think there's the interest in Formula One in, in either Vegas or Miami yet uh, for, for them to be successful. Um, and so I, that – I, I would say Watkins. I would say the northeast of America, uh, or even potentially somewhere completely new like Seattle, uh, holds more interest for me in terms of, of building building an audience and building a fan base. Certainly, you've got that in New York, in Watkins Glen, and and, and, and anywhere in the northeast, uh, or even in the capital, Washington. I, I think the east coast seems to me to make more sense. I think it needs to be easily accessible to the east coast, and and I mean a short flight. I'll go with a 90-minute flight. I'll get you there. How about Detroit? It's been yep. there. It's been the mid-'80s since it was there. Yep. yep. It's certainly a depressed economy in the area. They still have great hotels and business uh, convention infrastructure. Could be a cheap place to put on a really cool race. Uh, my thoughts are the city needs it. The American audience wants something. And, uh, you know, certainly that's something that would really give a lot of exposure. And, you know, the other part I like, so F1 comes to the American Motor City. Hey, where's the Americans on on the grid? Where's the Fords on the grid? Where's any other GM on grid? Maybe it'll get their attention, too. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good point. Um, You know, one thing Jonathan brought it up, though, is that the, the interest and we've got to generate the interest. I, so I heard an interview with Jensen Button, and he brought up a, some good points. And he was talking about how one of the big things is that we need to get young people involved. Obviously, yep. in any sport, you have to keep replenishing your audience. And so we need to get young people involved in the sport. And Formula One themselves have done an unbelievably bad job. I mean, epically bad job on social media. 
Uh, they didn't even get on social media until I think till 2014. Oh, and, and so, furthermore, they went so far as to preventing some of their outlets from doing it. Let's, Jonathan, you are a, a fantastic expert on this. Let's talk about what you know. Formula One uh, has been so closed. They, you know, anytime you, even if you, if you were afraid to tweet a picture, that they'd come sue you. Yeah, I mean the image of, of of race cars in Formula One, and I mean it's. I mean, by the way, there's two there's two camps on this. You know, if you have uh, a brand or you own uh, the images of a race, and I'm I'm close to this from the from the broadcast point of view, which is you know if you if you are not a rights holder in Formula One, you cannot start just using a the F1 logo or uh, you know pictures of cars and so on and so forth, which um, quite rightly uh, it, it loses the value if you allow everybody to use that and then you can't charge big rights fees so they've always gone on the rights fees uh, with particular broadcasters uh, in the UK it's Sky you know in, in Australia it's Fox and and, and and so on and so forth in, in Asia it's it's Fox too um, you know and it changes and these are the deals and this is and it's also changing from free to air to cable uh, we've seen that transition and now we're starting to see the proliferation of apps and, and digital media and I think to, 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 to my side of it I think you're absolutely right. If we're going to keep the youth uh, involved and we're going to get new people involved we have to exploit that side of digital media and again Liberty have already uh, said that that is a key area that they want to grow so digital media social media um, use of the internet uh, to grow the brand and to get the image of the brand out there not close it down whereby you can't use that so I, I think there should be not a free-for-all by any means because you've got to be careful on how you how you use your brand but I think think i mean i think you know when i look at some of how the nfl works and how the nba works i think there's much more need for image to be out there so that people can grab to it and people want heroes um, i mean you know it's no point in you know uh, getting getting a hit song i mean look at franchises and and branding like the, the voice and so on and so forth they're getting young artists that nobody's heard of and making them into stars and putting them out on itunes immediately that's what formula one needs to do to connect to its audience yeah, and I want to go back to the technology side because uh, it's not just because the, that was the other point that Jensen, Jensen Button made. He said, you know, uh, young people love technology in in yeah. whatever way they you know uh, it may just be that they love their devices, but I think that part of it they probably like technology as well. And Formula One is jam packed with technology, and sometimes that can be somewhat inaccessible. But it is jam packed, and there's lots of information out there. And I think maybe Formula One needs to do a little more presentation of that technology and show it off a little bit. Well, you know, I totally agree there. And what better way of, of giving that? You know, remember last year, Lewis Hamilton got his hand slapped for Snapchat posts that he was putting out right from inside the paddock. He wasn't even showing any technology. It was just him chatting and a quick little you know, view of the paddock. And they came down on him because he did not own broadcast rights. I didn't remember the exact yeah. uh, rules they said and he I, broke. but Yeah, and I just felt like that was overdoing it. This is a guy, you know, Lewis Hamilton, I think, has the best handle on how to reach the young audience. Yeah, he's a young guy himself. but but that, So that's a perfect example, Les. Let's say that you are F1 and you want to talk about the technology, but let's, okay, so you go and you take a, a, a Snapchat of the, or Instagram or Twitter, a photograph of 
the Mercedes Turbo that's a public Im- image that they're not going to freak out about. In other words, approve it with Mercedes, approve it with everybody, and say this is an approved image. It may be a bit of a pain to go through all that, but share that information, share that technology, and, and get some people excited about it. Well, you know, we've seen some of the racing bodies that will offer images to the media world that they can collect and use and you'll always see it you know f1 logo in the bottom right or the motor gp logo in the bottom right or even world Superbikes, they do the same and so i'm fine with that i think we just want a little more eye candy of technology seeing the cool you know split apart turbos i want to see that i want to see okay i understand the you know ers and things like that are electronic but i really want to see what it is yeah i, I don't I care if it's just a couple of capacitor looking things i want to see it yeah i, I want to see it it may not understand it fully but and also i do want to know more about the technology too because you know the, you know as we've seen over the years uh like for example the brake feel remember how that was such a big deal to uh to manage the regeneration of power through the brakes and how to get that feel back so the driver's weren't freaking out going this doesn't feel right that took a long time and i know i know you've got some stuff on this jonathan what about you yeah i i want to kind of talk to to to, i mean the technology uh, to me it's the it's the apparatus in which we we promote formula one that concerns me Um, and the example i want to give is you know look at the look at the last two major films ron howard's film rush uh, and and the documentary on senna uh, those are two really standout pieces of work about Formula One. But they were promoted in a movie way. They were promoted in a Hollywood way. And what I mean by that is in America, they went on the talk shows, they did the rounds, they went to the film festivals, and they went to the... Now, that's a film. Now, I think Formula One needs to be promoted, and it's technology included in that, that way too. They need to be on Jimmy Fallon and Jay Leno and, 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 and Corden and everybody else. Uh, and I think we've got some fantastic... Fantastic. You mentioned Hamilton. He's so marketable. He was on 60 Minutes a few weeks ago, but we need more of that. And I think to, to get the, you know into the American psyche and into the world psyche, you need you need to see more YouTube, more um, you know. We need to use the avenues that are the current avenues. And cable TV and NBC do a great job, but not that many people are, are, are buying you know are buying into that right now. You need you need a wider spectrum um, to to get right under the skin and get people to to feel that it's part of of something that they need to be seeing at the weekend you know there's there's some other technologies that uh, i think they can capitalize on i saw a demonstration of virtual reality in like a baseball stadium imagine wearing that hood at home and it projects the image as if you are in that stadium and you're sitting there in the bleachers watching it. Imagine that from a racing aspect. Uh, yeah, there's so much like this that, that they could take advantage of. Jonathan, I just looked. you have any followers the official Formula One YouTube channel has? Tell me. 230,000. Not, not 230 million like you might expect. I mean, there's kids that... That generate uh, videos in their bedroom that have more followers than two hundred thirty thousand. That's yeah. not talking bedroom video. We're well, just, sorry, <laughs> sorry, but that, that's you know, it's just people uh, have seen the Stevie Wonder, James Corden karaoke couple. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <million. laughs> yeah, I mean two hundred thirty thousand is just. I mean, it's. Are you saying carpool with Bernie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you know, the Cowboys are playing tonight. The the Dallas Cowboys, right? One team 
although it's America's team. But, you know, they're, I mean, they are one of the biggest franchises in sport. But just that one team out of the 30-plus teams in the NFL generates more interest, more apps, more social media, more whatever, around the world, not just in, in Texas, around the world. And, I mean, there there is a perfect benchmark where you can start by saying, right, we need to create, you know, we need to create interest like this. Yeah, it's astounding how how poorly they've done. And and obviously that is the number one thing when everybody said Liberty Media is purchasing a controlling stake in Formula 1, that's what they said. They're going to bring some marketing and some exposure to uh here in the United States, that's what we said. But but also let's don't forget guys that the, the Liberty Media is not going to screw up what's happened what the, what Bernie's done right. What well, that's what exactly has been right. done well around the world. So obviously we know they're going to do all those things. And it's a delicate balance. You don't, like you said, they don't want to Americanize it. It could, it could switch off a lot of a lot of other people if you completely change the game. Formula One has its interest and its following in the states because of its nuance, because of its intellect in terms of how its strategy works and so on and so forth. Dumbing it down, making it easier, making it more accessible, uh, completely across the board may not be the answer either. Either it's got to be done, uh, and the history and so on and so forth. You know, places like Spa where you were um, a couple of weeks ago les you know those are integral monaco and so on those are massively important and actually there's a there's a huge audience for that sort of nostalgia that goes with the history plus the venue uh, you know and the fact that it is global and that you want to see what singapore looks like and malaysia next week and so on and so forth well we got to take a break but there's been some before we go i'm, I'm people that are in, interacting they're also everybody's entering the contest to win the tickets that's great on social media but there's some great interactions uh kevin kelly said f1 needs to look at the WEC app he said they've got full replays yeah. full replays that's fantastic and and i know you that's know a little tricky but yeah go ahead kevin kelly is spot on i because of what we were doing ourselves a couple of you know at WEC, uh, you know i've spent a lot of time on that website and i think it's second to none in motorsport terms i think that WEC have, have, have hit it right on the nail yep uh another one andy p says will buxton periscoped at indycar at bell island and it was great and uh, said he couldn't dream of doing that in an F1 track. It's a great observation. That's true. It's, it's just what I was saying earlier. I mean, we've been, we're in the media, we're in the paddock going, can we tweet? Can we post on Facebook? Can we, you know what? It's what are so, we allowed to do? You know, we're afraid we're literally getting drug out by the scruff of I our I do neck. like the idea that NASCAR has, right along with your favorite driver. Yeah. I you like know, that imagine that or even the 360 cameras that are out now. Yeah. How cool All right, would that well, be? We're late for the break. Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we're going to continue this discussion, talk a little MotoGP, talk a little Haas F1. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back up these short messages. You know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dan Easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at MotoAustin.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. 
With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself. Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Want to drive your car at speed on Circuit of the Americas? Edge Addicts is your source for more Coda events and more Coda track time. Whether you're looking to host your own event or just be a part of the action, Edge Addicts can get you in the driver's seat and racing like a pro. All levels of drivers and all types of cars are welcome, with instructors available for first-time and novice drivers. Life is short, and adventure is around every corner. So plan your high-adrenaline experience with Edge Addicts at edgeaddicts.com. Edge Addicts, it's better when you're driving. You've made the right choice. Hey, it's Patrick Lindsay, driving Park Place Motorsports Porsche, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. We're going to continue our F1 discussion. And, and before we go on with any other Liberty Media discussions or whatever, I want to talk about the event here in Austin. I mean, look, we're less than 30 days out. And um, I, I have noticed that I always like to peruse the ticket page and see. And tickets are way harder to get this year than at this time. We were a month out last year. And they yeah. are much harder to Taylor get. Taylor Swift's only show this year is here. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously yeah, that has a, a lot I'm to do okay with it. I'm okay with that, but I, but I'm, a lot of people are truly excited. Oh yeah, I, I guarantee that's a big part of it. Okay, now that's another marketing coup. We talked about Liberty reaching a younger audience. There's a whole audience that's going to come to this that you know have never experienced Formula One, and I think they're going to get to see a little bit of the excitement. What I hope happens is they get there in the afternoon. You know, spend some time around the environment, catch on to it, get excited, and certainly go see Taylor. And then I want to see him come back Sunday and really get excited for the race. Yep. And let's talk about some of the tickets. I mean, look, you, you can go. The, the best deal is a three-day general admission from a dollar standpoint, um, 165 bucks. And, of course, they've got uh, the bleacher sheeting start at 275 for a three-day pass. And everything includes the Taylor Swift concert, of course. And and then to go up from there. So, I mean, you can get Friday-only tickets, Saturday-only um, premium tickets, and Sunday-only tickets. But, um, but again, everything includes the concert and, and also the, the uh, Taylor Swift concert, but also the weekend That's concert. Right. That, but, you know, transportation is something they've definitely worked on, even more so since last year. 12,000 upgraded parking spots. So improve those matters. You know, we, we know about the mud bog situation. They've also worked heavily on the downtown shuttles, uh, changing frequency, all the above capacities. To this point, wait longer than 55 minutes and you receive a refund. Yeah, that's cool. How cool is that? Uh, new road, uh, direct access from 71. So uh, from Highway 71 to the highway that's just north of the property a few minutes. That's going to you know, help divide up all of that converging traffic and population coming. And I know what was – I'll look this up or one of us needs to look it up, but – the uh, when it was announced this year, you know, this is the the fifth one at Coda, so this is a pretty cool uh, little landmark or milestone that we've reached here. But one thing that was such a disaster last year was the epic rain that we had. It was just unbelievable amount of rain. Is that they've there's a there's a guarantee of some sort that if it does X amount of rain, you get a refund on your ticket, which really kind of unheard of. Yeah, there it's a uh, a percentage. Uh, it's a hundred percent. Plus some extra as a refund, and so that well, is right. absolutely going to you know they're they're really making solid efforts to uh, resolve things, deal with the risk of weather, you know all those things are really playing out. You're going to be able to go from 
you know, downtown or even the Burger Center, the Tony Burger Center, the big uh, football complex, Southwest Austin. Those are shuttle locations, too. So, yeah. You've got a variety of places now, and just want everybody to realize you you are not stuck with driving out there yourself. You can let somebody else drive and deal with it, kick back, relax, lead some cheers, <laughs> whatever. So, hey, I want to shift gears a little bit, and we we promised a couple of stories tonight on social media that we'd talk about, and, and there was a, a story in motorsport.com. I think he actually even sent me this one, Jonathan. Um, one of those about how uh, Liberty Media was even talking about the possibility of of gambling as a way to increase revenues. Uh, and that article had, had several uh, facets to it, but I wanted to get your thoughts on this. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it, it, it is an, an area uh, that could be looked at and I think should be looked at. I, I think it's, uh, you know, uh, and, you know, look at the success of fantasy football and soccer uh, in terms of people, get, you know, sort of getting out there and, and getting involved and getting interactive with it. Um, That's you a know, really whether good point. You know, whether whether Formula One, you know, does it in hardcore gambling, um, I don't know. And and you know, there's always I mean look at look at the, the, the troubles that soccer has got into um, with abuse of that. Um, and and so, you know, it's it's a it's a fine line. But I mean, you know, let's be honest, it, it it's an area you mentioned Vegas. Well, if there were gambling involved and you had a race in Vegas, it, it becomes a bit like boxing in that the interest is there because people are vested, because people say, Well, I'm gonna pick this guy to win you're going to pick the other guy to win and i mean you know whether we like it or not formula one is a bit of a boxing match between two guys at the moment um and so therefore it would work because most of the bets would be between rosberg and hamilton um and you know an outside bet would be a would be a, Ro- a roman grosjean grosjean to win so you know i can see i can see the the, the parallels um, it's it's just got to be managed well, and I can certainly see the fantasy league side of it, um, forming your own team, getting your own drivers, uh, getting your own uh, spending money, uh, you know, in a fantasy way to to get the better budget uh, and take gambles, uh, you know, in the rain in Japan because I'm going for glory, you know, type thing. I can see that getting, uh, and then you just add the gaming aspect to it, which already exists around the world with people taking each other on uh, in simulated race games then you've really you're really onto something you know that you talk about the i think i i agree with all that i want to be careful with any sort of gambling i I, as you know the back of my neck just prickles up a little bit when i think about gambling and and because i don't want the sport to be known for that or something but but look let's face it fantasy football uh i mean i don't watch an industry of itself it is it is it's huge now i don't i don't play it i have in the past but i don't really play it i don't know people don't watch sports the same way and when i when i watch a let's say an nfl style show that's geared to fantasy it's it's a completely different broadcast and it just feels i don't know it feels weird like you're not really a fan of a team anymore it's just your team i I, it's fine i don't really have any problem with that but i definitely want to be careful with any other gambling aspect of it i'll tell you i'll tell you what, what one aspect which i think like i said i mentioned it briefly but the gaming side i've heard several stories of uh, actual drivers getting involved on online gaming and racing under pseudonyms um, huh. in competitions really? where money, yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely, where money is won, 
and they've donated that money back to either a charity or whatever, but then come clean and said, yeah, that was me. Now, the, the actual race drivers are brilliant at simulation because that is a now a, you know, 30% of, of a driver's time is spent doing simulation work uh, and was a major part of, of coming to the Circuit of the Americas for the first time. Uh, and we know that so the likes of Brendan Hartley were involved for Mercedes on that side of things back in the day. Uh, and that continues to grow. And, and I think that crossover between the millions of gamers that are out there doing this day in day out um the, you know the shoot 'em up games sure th those are big but so too are the race simulations uh, and i've been exposed to that more recently in the last year while i was in new zealand and have just come away with a completely different view of it because it's real it's, it involves millions of people and it also involves the actual drivers who who get to do it for real and then there's the the Anne Mardenbras who who get to win and do it for real you know that's one thing let's let's uh, let's pat motorsports on the back about this that's one thing they've done fantastically well yeah. because you just mentioned John Maldonado is a great example of he was entered the GT the Nissan GT Academy that teamed up with uh, with Sony PlayStation and where started with uh, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, guy, of, of uh, guys and gals competing online. 90,000. Yeah, and then pared it down to the, the last dozen or so, and then the winner gets a, a seat in a race car. I mean, what better way to engage a young audience? That's, that, that's something they've done well, and maybe, maybe that's a big part of the answer, that, because Formula One hasn't done that particular thing, because what series did, um, did Meldenborough go straight from gaming into, Jonathan? Do you remember? He went. To, well, he went to the Toyota Racing Series in. Um, in fact, yeah, Toyota Racing Series was his first series, and it was weird because obviously he was an, a Nissan guy, um, and he had to be careful with what he wore because it was a Toyota series. But they were there, and uh, he then went in. On t uh, following that, he went into Formula Three. So that's the biggest single seater series in the world, uh, and and within two years was on the grid for Le Mans and winning in LMP2. Yeah, you talk about a fantastic way to engage young people is to say, okay, you're, you're not only you get to play a game, which they they obviously love to do, but if you get good enough, you actually get to drive the real car. So that that's a yeah. that's a fantastic. And by way. the way, this was a, not a this was a poor kid from you know from you know from a very simple background with no family ties in in racing or money behind him. Um, you know, if Hamilton was the dream job of of, of get you know pushing through karting and all the rest of it. Jan Mardenborough, who, who, you know, who had a similar story, kind of playing games in his bedroom with no money behind him, is the actual epitome of, of, of the future of, of how I can see more and more kids getting involved in this sport and making it, therefore, relevant in their lives. Yep, I think it's a great idea. Hey, I want to go to another Formula One story. Apple and McLaren. This has been very interesting and... Uh, uh, very relevant to us here in Austin. I think Apple is maybe second largest employer in Austin. They have a huge presence here in Austin. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if there's a lot of truth to this story. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, if some of those discussions go on here in Austin in about three and a half weeks. Um, but what's your take, Jonathan? Well, uh, some say the Apple drives are faster than McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, but um, I'm just going to yeah, let him drown in that. Yeah, that's all right. I'll, I'll sink with that one, boys. Um, I think, you know, here's what, here's what I've read, and I've tried to read up on this. Everybody is saying, well, the story came out and everybody denied it. And I, if I've learned one thing about McLaren, 
they're, they're good at denying any any stories that come into the media, uh, and, and they tend not to do a lot of exposure in the media or leaking stories through the media. So McLaren are pretty watertight, and as we know, Apple have their own way of doing things, and they too are pretty watertight about their business deals until they come out. But as every journalist uh, worth his uh, salt this week has said, there is no smoke without fire, and there is an obvious connection with motorsport and technology now and apple and uh you know mclaren makes total sense dell and any other form of motorsport makes total sense uh intel you know i mean any of these technology companies should be involved in high high technology sport uh so the the interaction uh, and austin again is right at the center of this or should be uh, any interaction between a high-end technological sport like WEC or Formula One or MotoGP is obvious to me and will become more and more obvious as more and more data is gathered, not just on the cars, but on on the drivers <clears throat> and on the technology that drives it. And I think that is going to be the new paradigm for, for actually succeeding in these sports is being able to crunch those numbers and be successful by being quicker at doing it than anybody else. Yep. And I think you're right. I think Apple, Dell, Dell's a natural. They've been involved in, in uh, Formula One for years. And, uh, and car, I mean, the whole automotive industry now, how much about a new car is technology? It's a huge, huge part of every car. I mean, and, and the future, if we're talking autonomous cars, I mean, it, it then becomes mostly technology and just have some sort of powertrain to get you down the road. So. Um, obviously, this is going to be fun to watch. But all right, guys, we're going to take a break, and um, we're still taking uh, contest entries. So the the way to win the Formula One tickets is to either tweet at us or post on Facebook. And we're looking for the winners of each of the races at Austin in Formula One, starting in 2012. Back after a short break. Maybe someday I'll be strong. Maybe I'll break hearts too. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. Admit it. You've sat there on the couch and thought to yourself that you would be a better race car driver than that guy. Just as the Speed City guys say, it's time to get off the couch and get it in gear. Mustang Ford Challenge is here to make that happen. Get in our race cars and learn how to race. We take you from the couch to the checkered flag, whether for one race or for the entire season. See for yourself at MustangFordChallenge.com. racetrack it's where legends are born where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance such are the nameplates you'll find at aston martin of austin lotus of austin bentley austin and rolls-royce motorcars austin exotic iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride highway 183 north of mcneil road Want to drive your car at speed on Circuit of the Americas? 
Edge Addicts is your source for more Coda events and more Coda track time. Whether you're looking to host your own event or just be a part of the action, Edge Addicts can get you in the driver's seat and racing like a pro. All levels of drivers and all types of cars are welcome, with instructors available for first-time and novice drivers. Life is short, and adventure is around every corner. So plan your high-adrenaline experience with Edge Addicts at edgeaddicts.com. Edge Addicts, it's better when you're driving. On air, online, and on your smart device, Talk 1370 is the right choice. Hi, this is Ryan DL, and this is Speed City. Mr. DL was here in Austin not too long ago. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about the WEC, the rest of the season. Man, Jonathan, was that a blast or what? I loved it. And, you know, I mean, perfect timing. Uh, Porsche doing a brilliant job. Audi coming so close. Championship. Not wide open, but still very much open. Uh, they head off to the Far East now, and it all rounds out in Bahrain. And, yeah, and more importantly for us, they're coming back. Um, um, there was a sort of a doubt, but uh, it seems that, uh, again, uh, the Circuit of the Americas, 14th to the 16th of September next year, it's on the calendar, and that's great news. Yep. All right, let's go to some two-wheel action. We had MotoGP today. Um, I, 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 like I said earlier, I was watching Marquez at the beginning of the race, it was, I was only like three laps in, and he was uh, jumped right to the front, and I left the room for, I swear, it was no more than 30 seconds. I came back, and he was in fifth place. What happened there? Uh, momentary Les. lapse of attention, quite honestly. That was all it was, and every, you know, a four-car freight train blew by him. And uh, Wait, wait. He must have it. done something wrong. <laughs> yeah, he, he missed a turn. Oh, okay. And, no, he uh, didn't miss a turn. He breaking. lost the front. Yeah, the front almost went down, and so he went, he recovered, went way wide on it, and everybody zipped by him, and he jumped back in on the back of that run. Yeah. What, what I find significant about that, Les and John, I think, is that uh, the difference now between the markets of three years ago and the markets of today, um, you know, he admitted in the interview afterwards that, you know, that was a big moment, and so he just you know, waited for the hard front tire to come in uh, sensibly and then started pushing and attacking. And that's why he won. And I think that's a different Marquez than a few years ago. Yeah, he's, we've been talking about this. He is maturing. It's, and a, a mature Marquez is a scary competitor for sure. Well, you know, now, Jonathan, I want to I want to play this uh, this clip from this interview because and this is the reason that Mr. Green is not in Austin, Texas. Because he went, he visited the gentleman and ladies and gentlemen up at the American Super Camp. That's a pretty cool deal. Tell us about that. Well, it's brilliant. I mean, it's one of the oldest schools or camps for motorcycle races um, in America. And Danny Walker is at the forefront of it. And Danny, I see at Moto America, and he's been the the reason behind the success of Jake Gagne in Superstock over the last couple of years and Super Guy. But he's been instrumental in teaching youngsters, uh, particularly in riding motorcycles. Um, I mean, Danny Eslick, for his 11th birthday, got a chance to go to Supercamp. And now look at him, uh, a double you know, Daytona winner and, and a, a superstar. Josh Hayes, um, uh, J.D. Beach. I mean, they've all started there. And there I was yesterday. John Knowles from the KTM Cup was there. There were two. There was a 14-year-old young lady and an 11-year-old flat-tracking young girl. 
uh, out there trying to trying to be the next stars. So it's just so cool to be to be somewhere where you're seeing the future of these these kids, uh, you know, in the making. And it's just outside Denver, Fort Collins, right? Yep, just in Fort Collins, just off I-25. Uh, Danny Walker and his team, uh, his partner Chris Carr, who's also had many, many accolades. They're, they're former, you know, uh, motocrossers and dirt trackers, and they teach like very much like the the boot camp that we're all very familiar with in Texas with Colin. Uh, and in fact, uh, you know, very similar. Colin uses the same principles that Danny set up uh, a long time ago uh, in terms of teaching people on little one, two, five Yamahas uh, the basics of balance uh, and braking and turning uh, and also not panicking uh, when when the situation changes on a motorcycle. You know what? Let's play this clip because he talks about that specifically. And uh, I love it because this is a really interesting camp to go learn. If you're going to ride a, a super bike on the street or any other bike on the street, it's a great camp. So let's hear from Danny Walker, uh, the American Super Camp. So I wanted to do a school that uh, everybody could learn what we were doing. The biggest impact we have with our school is for your average street rider. Do we teach? Yes, I can name drop all of the top road race guys, and I was just telling you all the dirt trackers earlier, mm. but the biggest impact we have is your average street rider because your average street rider doesn't ever get themselves into that panic threshold breaking scenario unless it starts with a story you know it's got to start with some kind of a story and it's usually spectacular we can make those street riders get in that threshold panic threshold scenario over and over and over and over again uh, you know a hundred times in in a day you know and it it helps them retrain those panic those threshold breaking reflexes because nine times out of ten your average street rider the initial reflexes when something exciting happens you get into a corner too deep or something a deer jumps out or a car jumps out nine times out of ten those reflexes are the wrong ones Mm. and it it compounds that problem and we're able to put them in that scenario here over and over and over there's not really a school that has fundamental basics like there is for baseball and football and hockey and basketball there's all those camps that they all they teach is fundamentals right Mm. fundamental basics that's what super camp is awesome i love this i love this idea like he said he's going to put you in that emergency situation that you almost can't get into on the street without fearing for your yeah, life. That's, that's, and he does it for hundreds of times, or at least dozens of times anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, and, and having gone through that type of class, I do leave there feeling a lot more confident on the street. Whether I'm on a sport bike or anything else, I feel so much better, and I have a better idea of what's happening. So, Jonathan, did you? Uh, how much time did you get on track? I got a couple of hours. Um, nice. you know, I, I'm still in one piece. um you know and i do it you know i I must admit you know i've learned so much just in doing any of these schools but i have no you know but a lot of these guys are going to learn you know uh, how to ride uh, fast uh, and how to how to react fast you know but i still think that that you learn a poise and balance and just trusting your body to move on the bike and find the center of gravity and stuff like that it just gives you a confidence and it doesn't matter how old you are uh and, and what your intention is, uh, if you can take, as he says, a car can jump out, a deer, anything else. If you can take control and, and feel composed about what you're doing in an emergency situation, and I mean, no matter if you're in a car 
car or a bike, then then you're going to be a better driver or a better rider. And so, you know, I, I, I really do. It doesn't matter who you are. We, we're all involved in transport. And if we can be better at using it, um, people on the roads in Austin, um, you know, let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. People on the roads. But you know what? It's, it's a way to get more fun out of what you're driving for sure. You know, if you can. Absolutely. If you can have the confidence to, to ride it a little harder than you would if you weren't, then if you hadn't done that, it's great. I love it. Um, so, Plus, you're in the dirt on a motorbike at the weekend. What more can you want? Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the other things that uh, we talked that we didn't say about MotoGP, Nikki Hayden was back on the track. I know. Standing in. Yeah, let's play this clip from Nikki Hayden because it was basically he was just filling in for the weekend. And uh, but let's hear from Nikki Hayden. I'm excited. I like uh, like uh, like the opportunity, like challenges. I would obviously be more excited if I could go do a couple of days on the bike, you know, learn the team, learn the tires and all that, but that's not the situation, but that's not what I signed up for. I know what I'm getting into. And people's eyes, well, you sure it's a good career move? And I told a guy, this is not a MotoGP return for me. This isn't a tryout. I'm not 22. I'm 35. My home's in Superbike. My goals are in Superbike. It's just a chance to go, uh, you know, do a, do a motorcycle race. So uh, I hopefully maybe. That's pretty cool, huh, Jonathan? Yeah, and, it, and also it's pretty cool that he uh, is clear now of his intention uh, to stay with Superbike. I, I'm glad. I mean, I'm, I'm delighted for him to get a chance. He got a point, um, you know, riding for Jack Miller. But I, I'm glad that he's he's turned his back now on MotoGP because there just isn't the rides that will allow him to win that world title again um, as, as he did in 2006. But I think he can with Honda, with World Superbikes. And I think, we're in you know, in the last few years we've got with, with Nicky at the top of his game, uh, we've got a chance for an American star to do what Colin Edwards did and, and maybe win a couple of World Superbike titles. That'd be awesome. All right, we're going to wrap it up, guys. I'm going to announce our winner, Andy P. Thank you for listening. If you're listening right now, that means you listen to the whole show because I know you were tweeting about all sorts of stuff. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. But stick with us because we're going to give away more tickets between now and when it comes to Austin. So, And we'll be in touch, Andy. Yeah, we'll be in touch, Andy. Or, or email us at info at speedcitybroadcast.com. All right, thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.